Similitude 6 through 8 of Shepherd of Hermas by Hermas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sixth Similitude, Chapter 1. As I sat in my house and was glorifying the Lord for all the things that I had seen, and thinking about the commandments, how that they are good and mighty and pleasant and glorious, and able to save a man's soul, I said within myself, Happy shall I be if I walk in these commandments, and whosoever walketh in them shall be happy. While I was speaking on this wise within myself, of a sudden I spied the shepherd sitting beside me, and saying, What doubtest thou concerning the commandments which I commanded thee? They are good, doubt not at all, but put on the faith of the Lord, and thou shalt walk in them, and I will strengthen thee in them. These commandments are profitable to such as are about to repent, for except they walk in them, the repentance is in vain. Do ye therefore who repent cast off the wickedness of this world, which wear you away? And having put on every virtue of righteousness, ye shall be able to observe these commandments, and no longer to add to your sins. If ye add no more at all to them, ye shall depart from your former sins. Walk then in these my commandments, and ye shall live unto God. All these things have been told you by me. After he had spoken these things with me, he said to me, Go we into the field, and I will show thee the shepherds of the sheep. Let us go, sir, quoth I. So we came to a certain plain, and he showed me a youthful shepherd, decked with a set of garments of saffron color. Now he was feeding exceeding many sheep, and these sheep seemed to be pampered and very wanton, and they made merry as they leaped hither and thither, and the shepherd himself was quite merry over his flock, and his countenance was very cheerful, and he was skipping about among the sheep, and the other sheep I saw pampered and wanton, but which were in one place and not leaping about. Chapter 2 and the shepherd said to me, Seest thou this pastor? I see him, sir, quoth I. This, quoth he, is the angel of luxury and deceit. He weareth out the souls of God's servants, and subverteth them from the truth, cheating them with evil lusts, whereby they perish. For they forget the commandments of the living God, and walk in vain deceits and delights, and are destroyed by this angel some unto death, and some unto decay. I said to him, Sir, I know not the meaning of unto death, and of unto decay. Here, quoth he, the sheep which thou sawest merry and leaping about, these are they that have been utterly drawn away from God, and have yielded themselves to the lusts of this world. In them there is no repentance unto life, for they add to their sins, and blasphemed against the name of God. To such men belongeth death. And the sheep which thou sawest not leaping about, but feeding in one place, these are they that have yielded themselves to pleasures and deceits, but have not blasphemed at all against the Lord. These have been corrupted from the truth, but they have hope of repentance, whereby they may live. Decay, then, hath hope of a renewal, but death hath everlasting destruction. Again we went on a little, and he showed me a tall shepherd, like a wild man in appearance, clad in a white goatskin, 
and having a scrip upon his shoulders, and a very strong staff with knots, and a great scourge. And his look was very severe, so that I was dismayed at him. Such was his look. Now the shepherd was receiving the sheep that were pampered and wanton, but not leaping about from the youthful shepherd, and was casting them into a steep place full of thorns and briars, so that the sheep could not loose themselves from the thorns and briars, but were entangled in them. These then fed, thus entangled among the thorns and briars, and being smitten by him, they were very wretched, and he drove them about to and fro, and gave them no rest, so that those sheep had no quietness at all. Chapter 3 Seeing them so scourged, and in misery, I was grieved over them, because they were thus tormented, and had no respite at all. And I said to the shepherd who was speaking with me, Sir, who is this shepherd that is so unmerciful and cruel, and quite without pity upon these sheep? This, quoth he, is the angel of retribution, and he is one of the righteous angels, and is set over punishment. He receiveth therefore such as have strayed away from God, and walked in the lusts and deceits of this world, and punishes them with dreadful and diverse punishments according to their deserving. I would fain know, sir, quoth I, of what sort are these diverse punishments? Here, quoth he, the diverse punishments and torments and torments during lifetime. For some are punished with losses, some with wants, some with sundry infirmities, some with all unsettlement, and some being insulted by the unworthy and by suffering many other mishaps. For many who are unstable in their counsels take in hand over much, and nothing succeeds at all with them. Then they say that they are not prospered in their affairs, and it entereth not into their heart that they have done amiss, but they blame the Lord. When, therefore, they have been afflicted with all manner of affliction, they are delivered to me for good instruction, and made strong in the faith of the Lord. And the rest of the days of their life they serve the Lord with a pure heart. And if they repent, the evil things that they have done come into their mind. And then they glorify God, saying that he is a just judge, and that they have suffered justly, each according to his doings. And thenceforth they serve the Lord with a pure heart, and are prospered in all their doings, receiving from the Lord all things that they ask. And then they glorify the Lord, for that they were delivered to me, and they never again suffer any ill. Chapter 4 I said to him, Sir, show me this further. What inquirest thou more? quoth he. Whether, sir, quoth I, they who live in luxury and deceit are tormented for as long a while as they lived in luxury and deceit. He said to me, They are tormented for the same time. Then they are tormented very little, sir, quoth I, for they who thus live in pleasure and forget God ought to be tormented sevenfold. He said to me, Thou art foolish and understandest not the power of torment. Surely, sir, quoth I, if I had understood, I should not have asked thee to declare it unto me. Here, quoth he, the power of both of them, of pleasure and of torment. The time of pleasure and deceit is one hour, 
but the hour of torment hath the force of thirty days. If then a man pass one day in pleasure and deceit, and be tormented for one day, the day of torment equaleth a whole year. As many days, therefore, as one liveth in pleasure, so many years is he tormented. Thou seest then, quoth he, that the time of pleasure and deceit is very short, and the time of punishment and torture long. Chapter 5 Inasmuch, sir, quoth I, as I have not quite understood about the times of deceit and pleasure and of pain, do thou show them to me more evidently. He answered and said to me, Thy folly is abiding, and thou wilt not cleanse thy heart and serve God. Beware, lest the time be fulfilled, and thou be found foolish. Here then, quoth he, as thou desirest, that thou mayest understand the matter. He who spendeth one day in luxury and deceit, and in doing what pleaseth him, is wrapped in much folly, and understandeth not the thing that he doeth. For by the morrow he forgetteth what he did the day before. For luxury and deceit have no memories, on account of the folly in which they are folden. But when punishment and torment cleave to a man one day, he is punished and sore pained for a year, because punishment and torment have long memories. Being then tormented and punished all the year, he remembereth at length the luxury and deceit, and knoweth that on account of them he suffereth the evil things. All men, therefore, who live in luxury and deceit are thus punished, because, having life, they have delivered themselves up to death. What manner of pleasures, sir, quoth I, are hurtful? Every act, quoth he, which he doeth gladly is a pleasure to a man. The passionate man, in satisfying his own temper, delighteth himself. And the adulterer, and the drunkard, and the slanderer, and the liar, and the covetous, and the defrauder, and they who do the like to these things indulge their proper disease, each taking pleasure in what he doeth. All these pleasures are hurtful to the servants of God, and because of these deceits do they suffer who are punished and tormented. But there are also pleasures which save men, for many when they do good things delight in them, being carried along by their own enjoyment. This pleasure is profitable to the servants of God, and winneth life for such a man. But the hurtful pleasures before said purchase for them pains and punishments, and if they persist and repent not, they bring death upon themselves. Seventh Similitude A few days afterwards I saw him on the same plain where I had seen the shepherds, and he said to me, What more seekest thou? I am come, sir, quoth I, that thou mayest bid the avenging sheep go out of my house, for he afflicteth me sorely. Need is, quoth he, that thou shouldest be afflicted, seeing the glorious angel hath thus ordained concerning thee, for he desireth that thou shouldest be proved. But, sir, quoth I, what so evil thing have I done that I should be delivered to this angel? Here, quoth he, thy sins are many, yet not so many as that thou shouldest be delivered to this angel. But thy house have committed great iniquities and sins, and the glorious angel was very wroth at their deeds, and therefore ordained that thou shouldest be afflicted for a while, 
that they also may repent and cleanse themselves from every lust of this world. When, therefore, they repent and are cleansed, then the avenging angel shall depart. I said to him, Sir, if they have done such things that the glorious angel is angered, yet what have I done? They, quoth he, cannot else be afflicted, except thou, the head of all the house, be afflicted. For when thou art afflicted of necessity, they too shall be afflicted. But so long as thou prosperest, they can suffer no affliction. But behold, sir, quoth I, they have repented with their whole heart. I also know, quoth he, that they have repented with their whole heart. Thinkest thou, then, that the sins of those who repent are straightway remitted? By no means. But he who repenteth must vex his own soul, and humble himself mightily in all that he doeth, and be afflicted with all the different afflictions. And if he endure the afflictions that come upon him, he who created and strengthened all things will surely have mercy and grant a healing. This will he do when he seeth the heart of him that repenteth pure from every evil deed. But for thee and for thy house it is expedient now to be afflicted. Yet why should I say many things to thee? Thou must needs be afflicted, as that angel of the Lord which delivered thee to me hath ordained. And herein thank thou the Lord, for that he hath accounted thee worthy to have thine affliction showed thee before, so that foreknowing it thou mayest bear it steadfastly. I said to him, Sir, be thou with me, and I shall be able to bear all adversity. I, quoth he, will be with thee, and I will also entreat the avenging angel to afflict thee more lightly. Yet a little while thou shalt be afflicted, and again thou shalt be restored to thy house. Only continue to be of lowly mind, and serve the Lord with a pure heart, thou and thy children and thy house and walk in my commandments which I command thee, and thy repentance shall be able to be effectual and pure. If thou keep them with thy house, all affliction shall depart from thee. And affliction, quoth he, shall depart from all such as walk in these my commandments. Eighth Similitude Chapter 1 He showed me a great willow tree, overshadowing plains and mountains, under the shelter whereof were gathered all who were called by the name of the Lord. And beside the willow stood an angel of the Lord, glorious and exceeding tall, holding a great sickle, and he was lopping branches from the willow, and distributing them to the people which sheltered around it, giving them small rods about a cubit long. And when all had received the rods, the angel put down the sickle, and the tree was still whole as I had seen it. Thereupon I marveled, and said within myself, How when so many branches have been lopped off is the tree whole? And the shepherd said to me, Marvel not that the tree remained whole when so many branches were lopped off, but let be till thou hast seen all things, and it shall be showed thee what is the meaning. Then the angel which had distributed the rods to the people demanded them back from them. As they had received them, so they were summoned unto him, and all of them gave up their rods, and the angel of the Lord took and examined them. From some he received the rods dry and eaten as by the moth, 
and the angel commanded such as had given up their rods like this to stand apart. Others give them up dry, not moth-eaten, and these he commanded to stand apart. Others give them up half dry, and these stood apart. And others give up their rods half dry and with clefts, and these stood apart. And others give up their rods green but with clefts, and these stood apart. And others give up their rods half dry and half green, and these stood apart. Others brought their rods two parts green and the third part dry, and these stood apart. And others give them up two parts dry and the third green, and these stood apart. Others give up their rods well nigh all green, only a very little of them at the end was dry, and they had clefts in them, and these stood apart. And of the rods of others, a very little was green, and the rest dry, and these stood apart. Others came bringing their rods green as they had received them from the angel. The most part of the multitude give up their rods thus, and the angel was very glad of them, and these stood apart. Others give up their rods green and with shoots, and these stood apart, and the angel was very glad of these. And others give up their rods green and with shoots, and their shoots had, as it were, a kind of fruit. And the men whose rods were found so were very joyful, and the angel rejoiced over them, and the shepherd was exceeding glad of them. Chapter 2 And the angel of the Lord ordered crowns to be brought, and crowns made as of palms were brought, and he crowned the men who had given up the rods, which had the shoots and the fruit, and sent them away to the tower. And to the tower he sent also those who had given up the rods that were green and had shoots, but not shoots bearing fruit, and he gave them a seal. All who went into the tower had like raiment, white as snow, and he sent away those who had given up their rods, green as they received them, giving them white raiment and seals. When the angel had finished all this, he said to the shepherd, I go my way, and thou shalt send these men to the walls, according as each is worthy to dwell. Examine their rods carefully, and so send them away, but examine them very carefully. Take heed, quoth he, that none escape thee, but if any escape thee, I will prove them at the altar. When he had thus spoken to the shepherd, he departed. After the departure of the angel, the shepherd said to me, Let us take and plant the rods of all of them, to see if any of them can live. I said to him, Sir, how can these dry things live? He answered me, saying, This tree, being a willow, is of a lively sort. If therefore the rods be planted, and receive a little moisture, many of them shall live. So then, let us make trial and pour water over them. If any of them be able to revive, I shall rejoice with it. And if it live not, it shall not be found negligent. Then the shepherd bade me call them, as each stood. And they came rank by rank, and gave up their rods to the shepherd. And he took the rods and planted them in rows. And after planting them, he poured much water upon them so that the rods appeared not because of the water. And after he had watered the rods, he said to me, Let us go away and come back after a few days, and look at all the rods. For he who created this tree willeth that all who received branches from it should live. 
and I also hope that, when these slips have received moisture and been watered, the most part of them shall live. Chapter 3 I said to him, Sir, acquaint me what this tree is, for I am perplexed about it, because when so many branches have been lopped off, the tree is whole, and nothing seems to have been cut from it. Thereat I am perplexed. Hearken, quoth he, this great tree, which overspreadeth plains and mountains and the whole earth, is the law of God, which was given to all the world. And this law is the Son of God, who hath been preached unto the ends of the earth. The peoples under the shadow of it are they who, when they heard the preaching, believed on him. And the great and glorious angel is Michael, who hath the authority over this people and governeth them. For it is he who putteth the law into the hearts of them that believe. He therefore visiteth those to whom he hath given it, to see if so be they have kept it. Thou seest the rods of all of them, for the rods are the law. Thou seest many of the rods made useless, and thou shalt know all them that keep not the law. Thou shalt see the abode of every one. I said to him, Sir, wherefore did he send some away to the tower, and leave some to thee? As many, quoth he, as transgressed the law which they received from him, he left in my charge for repentance. But he hath in his own power such as satisfied and kept the law. Who then, sir, quoth I, are they that are crowned and entered the tower? Quoth he, all such as wrestled with the devil, and vanquished him are crowned. These are they that have suffered for the law, and those others who likewise give up their rods green and having shoots, but without fruit, are they that have been afflicted for the sake of the law, but neither suffered death nor denied their law. And they who give them up green as they receive them are holy and just men, who walked earnestly with a pure heart, and have kept the commandments of the Lord. The rest shalt thou learn when I have examined the rods which have been planted and watered. Chapter 4 After a few days we returned to the place, and the shepherd sat in the place of the angel, and I stood beside him. And he said to me, Gird thee with raw flax, and serve me. So I girded myself with clean raw linen sackcloth, and seeing me girt about, and ready to minister to him, call, quoth he, the man whose rods were planted, each in the order in which he gave up his rod. And I went away to the plain and summoned all of them, and they stood all in their ranks. And he said to them, Let each pluck up his own rod and bring it to me. The first to give up the rods were they that had them dry and frettered, and so they were found still dry and frettered. And he commanded them to stand apart. Next, they who had had the dry but not frettered ones give them up, and some of these give up their rods green, and some dry and frettered, as by the moth. Those who give up their rods green he commanded to stand apart, and those who give up the dry and frettered ones he commanded to stand with the first. Then they with the half-dry ones that had clefts give them up, and many of these give them up green and without clefts, and some green and having shoots, and upon them fruits, 
like as upon those of the men who went crowned to the tower. Others give up their rods dry and gnawed, and others dry but not gnawed, and others half dry and with clefts as they were before. And he commanded them, every man severally, to stand aside, some in their own orders and some apart. Chapter 5 Then they with the rods which had been green and cloven gave them up. These all gave them up green, and they stood in their own order. And the shepherd was joyful over these, because they were all changed and had put off their clefts. They also that had had them half green and half dry gave them up. And the rods of some of them were found wholly green, those of some half dry, of some dry and gnawed, and of some green and with shoots. These were all sent away, every one to his order. Then they, with the two parts green and the third part dry, gave them up. Many of these presented them green, many half dry, others dry and gnawed, and they all stood in their own order. Next, they who had had them, two parts dry and the third part green, gave them up. Many of them gave them up half dry, some dry and gnawed, some half dry and with clefts, and a few green, and these all stood in their own order. They also who had had their rods green with a very small part dry and with clefts gave them up. Some of these gave them up green, and some green and with shoots. And they went away to their rank. Afterwards they, with a very small part green, and the rest dry, give them up. And the rods of these were found mostly green, and with shoots and fruit on the shoots, and others all green. Over these rods the shepherd rejoiced very exceedingly, because they were found so. And these went away, every man to his own order. Chapter 6 after the shepherd had examined the rods of all of them, he said to me, I told thee that this tree is one that loveth life. Seest thou, quoth he, how many repented and were saved? I see, sir, quoth I. It is that thou mayest perceive, quoth he, the abounding compassion of the Lord. How that it is great and glorious, and he gave the spirit to them that were meet for repentance. Wherefore then, sir, quoth I, did not all repent? To them, quoth he, whom he saw ready to become pure in heart, and to serve him with their whole heart, he granted repentance. But to those in whom he saw guile and wickedness, and who would have repented in hypocrisy, he gave not repentance, lest they should again profane his name. I said to him, Sir, Declare to me, therefore, now concerning those who have given up the rods, of what sort each of them is, and what is their abode, to the end that they may hearken who believed, and have received the seal, and broken it, and not kept it whole, and having conscience of their deeds may repent and receive a seal from thee, and may glorify the Lord, for that he had mercy on them, and sent thee to renew their spirits. Hearken, quoth he, they whose rods were found dry and eaten by moths are the apostates and betrayers of the church, who blasphemed the Lord by their sins, yea, and were ashamed of the name of the Lord by which they are called. These, therefore, were utterly lost unto God. Thou seest that not one of them repented, 
although they had heard the words thou spokest against them, which I commanded thee. From such like life hath departed. They who give up the rods that were dry but not decayed are nigh unto them, for they were hypocrites and bringers in of strange doctrines, who turned aside the servants of God, especially those who had sinned, not suffering them to repent, but persuading them by their foolish teachings. These, however, have hope of repentance. Thou seest that many of them have indeed repented from when thou spakest my commands unto them, and yet more shall repent. Such as would not repent lost their life, but whoso of them repented became good and had their dwelling within the first walls, and some even went up into the tower. Thou seest then, quoth he, that repentance from sins hath with it life, but impenitence death. Chapter 7. Here also, about such as give up their rods half dry and with clefts in them, they whose rods were simply half dry are men of two minds, for they neither live nor are dead. But they who had them half dry and with clefts in them are double-minded and also slanderous, never peaceable with one another, but always at variance. But even to these repentance is offered. Thou seest, quoth he, that some of them have repented, and there is still hope of repentance among them. Such of them, quoth he, as have repented, have their abode in the tower. The more tardy in their repentance shall dwell within the walls, and all such as repent not but persist in their doings shall die the death. They who give up their rods green and with clefts were always faithful and good, albeit they had jealousy with one another about precedence and dignity. These are all foolish, inasmuch as they have questions among them about precedence. Nevertheless, they too, when they heard my commandments, being good men, cleansed themselves and repented quickly. They had their habitation, therefore, in the tower. But if any one convert again unto dissension, he shall be cast forth from the tower, and shall lose his life. Life belongeth to all who keep the commandments of the Lord. And in the commandments there is nothing about precedence or any honor, but about patience and lowliness of mind in a man. In such like, therefore, is the life of the Lord, but in them that are contentious and lawless, death. Chapter 8 Those who give up their rods, half green and half dry, are those who are much engaged in traffic, and cleave not to the saints. Because of this, the half of them is alive, and the half dead. Many who heard my commandments repented, and such indeed have repented have their dwelling in the tower, but some fell away utterly. These have no repentance, because by reason of their traffickings they blasphemed and denied the Lord, and so they lost their life through the wickedness which they did. Many of them were of doubtful mind. These may yet repent, if they will repent quickly, and their dwelling shall be in the tower. But if they delay their repentance, they shall dwell in the enclosure. And if they repent not, they likewise forfeit their life. The men who give up the two parts green and the third part dry are those who had denied with manifold denials. Many of them repented and went away to dwell in the tower, but many revolted utterly from God. These forever lost the power to live, and some of them were double-minded and factious. 
these may repent if they will repent quickly and not continue in their pleasures but if they continue in their doings these also work death to themselves chapter nine those who give up their rods two parts dry and the third green are they that had been faithful but when they were grown rich and of reputation among the heathen they put on great pride and became high-minded and forsook the truth and clave not to the righteous but lived with the heathen after their manner in this way was the more agreeable unto them yet they revolted not from god but continued in the faith although not working the works of the faith many of them however repented and had their habitation in the tower but others who consorted with the heathen unto the end and were corrupted by their vain opinions fell away from god and did the deeds of the heathen these were reckoned among the heathen and others of them doubted having no hope to be saved on account of the deeds they had done and some doubted and made schisms among themselves for these who doubted because of their doings there is yet repentance but their repentance must be speedy that their abode may be within the tower for them that repent not but abide in their pleasures death is nigh chapter ten those who give up their rods green with only the ends dry and split were always good and faithful and honorable before god but they sinned a very little because of trivial lusts and small things that they had against one another yet when they heard my words the most part of them repented quickly and so their dwelling was in the tower but some of them doubted and some by their doubts multiplied dissension in these there is still hope of repentance because they were always good and hardly shall any one of them perish those who give the rods dry and with a very little green are they that only believed and worked the works of iniquity yet they never fell away from god and they bear the name gladly and gladly receive the servants of god into their houses when therefore they heard of this repentance they repented without wavering and they practiced all virtue and righteousness and some of them even suffer affliction willingly knowing their deeds which they did the dwelling of all these therefore shall be in the tower chapter eleven after he had finished the explanations of all the rods he said to me go thy way and bid all repent and they shall live unto god the lord being moved with compassion sent me to give repentance to all although some were not meet because of their works nevertheless the lord being long-suffering willeth that the calling given through his son should stand sure i said to him sir i hope that all when they hear thereof will repent for i am persuaded that every one when he considereth his own deeds and feareth god will repent he answered and said unto me all such as repent with their whole heart and cleanse themselves from all wickedness before said and never again add aught to their sins shall receive from the lord healing of their former sins if they doubt not about these commandments and they shall live unto god but such quoth he as add to their sins and have their conversation in the lusts of this world condemn themselves unto death walk thou thyself in my commandments and thou shalt live unto god and all who walk in them and order themselves aright shall live unto god 
when he had showed and spoken to me all these things, he said unto me, The rest will I show forth unto thee after a few days. End of Similitudes 6-8